when you can turn a conference into an experience, you will have incredible conversations. You will not only learn more, but you will feel great about what you learn. You're listening to the Flip My Funnel podcast, a daily podcast dedicated to helping B2B marketing, sales, and customer success professionals become masters of their craft. It's Wednesday, so this is our hashtag one thing episode. Sangram and I discuss various topics that are applicable to you and our community, like personal development, trends in the marketplace, big wins, big mistakes, and more. Here we go. Welcome back to another Wednesday episode of the Flip My Funnel podcast. My name is James Carberry, joined as always by the one, the only, the man, the myth, the legend himself, Sangram Vajray. Sangram, how are you doing today, man? I am fantastic. So, Sangram, I'm pumped to get into this episode because a few weeks ago, you and I were both actually at Hypergrowth in Boston, and we learned a ton from kind of how Drift did their conference. I had a blast at the conference. But tell us why you wanted to talk about this conference on today's episode. Yeah, man. I think, you know, we, we last week we talked about Connex and what they did at their conference, what we learned. This week we're talking about hypergrowth. And I feel like it is so awesome to hear and, and see those things. But, but obviously not everybody can get there. And some of these companies are completely, I think, writing a new playbook of how to do events. And, and you know, yeah. I, I don't know about you, but James, but I feel when I think about events, it is a nostalgic feel for me, the food, the experience, the kind of clumsy nature of it, the location, everything could be stuffy and all that stuff. And some of these companies are now putting an event in locations and the way they do it, I think it's just phenomenal. And the the things that are able to focus on, it really changes the way you think about whatever you're doing. So I feel like both Connex that that is run by Uberflip, Hypergrow that's run by Drift, I feel they're running a new playbook on doing amazing events. Yep. And the more and more that I'm hearing stories of companies just doing events differently, it just gets me more excited about implementing an event strategy in our own business. I know that I've I've stayed away from events for a long time. One, I think everybody knows they're pretty expensive to pull off. It's really hard to to make any money on an event, at least in the first few years. So it's it's kind of a a loss leader, if you will. And so it's really more, you know, it's, it's about brand and, and things that are, you know, the benefits of them are oftentimes harder to justify to your finance person. But there were, there were a few things from this particular conference from hypergrowth that you and I are going to touch on. The first one is this idea of how to own mistakes. I'll let you kind of set this up, but, but this was at the top of my list too. There was, there was something that happened at the conference that, that Drift handled, I thought, in a really exceptional way. Do you want to share that story? Yeah, absolutely, man. And, and let's, uh, we're going to keep the names out of this just because that's not something that we're trying to do or tarnish somebody's name. People can find out about all of these online themselves. But there was a person at this event that did not, did not turn out to be a great speaker. Uh, even though he was known well in the industry, he had a lot of different success that he has had in his life. Definitely, you know, people would, anybody would think that, wow, this is going to be a great speaker. We want to hear from this guy. And he totally screwed up. And he screwed up in a way that not just that he forgot his presentation slides or, you know, or or messed up in in the way he talked about something, he insulted women, he insulted people. And I think that really was 
pretty crazy and obnoxious. And typically, and the reason I brought that up, uh, and I know why you and I connect on this, is that this kind of stuff happens all the time. We've done like nine flip my funnel conferences and something goes wrong all the time. And me and my events person, we have this thing where you say, you know what? Something is going to wrong. We don't know what, but whenever that goes wrong, let's just text each other and fix it as quickly as possible. And fortunately, nothing has gone for us at Flip My Funnel as bad as what happened here for Drift. And at Hypergrowth, this person really laid it down. He insulted his wife. He insulted women. A lot of people I, I know, based on what they have said, left the conference. Uh, but David Cancel, who's the CEO, he literally, as soon as he found out, he was in another room, he came on the stage right after his session and said, I am sorry. I am sorry this happened. This is not what how what we are we stand for. This is not a, not what we want to project. This is not the kind of stuff that we support or endorse. We apologize. He immediately also that day, I think the next morning, he wrote another blog. So he took issues in his hand. He made sure that he apologized. Not even at the end of the conference or the following week, he did it right then and there. And I think owning your mistakes in that way is phenomenal. Yeah, the the thing that I liked about it, Sangram, is he took responsibility for it. He didn't blame it on anyone else. He just he put it on his own shoulders and said, hey, we didn't I didn't do a good enough job of vetting the speakers here, vetting the type of content that they would be sharing. And so that's on me. And so I think, interestingly enough, you know, uh, Jocko Willink was also a speaker at the event and talked about extreme ownership. And that that I thought was just a an incredible showcasing of extreme ownership when DC got up on that stage and and took responsibility for that. So that was a huge, you know, I, I just a big hat tip to David Cancel for doing that. The next thing that I want to talk about, Sangram, that we that we learned from this conference is something that you're super passionate about. You you do a lot of keynotes on this concept, but it's that community wins every time. And without a community, you're you're just a commodity. Can you speak to how the conference showed us that? Yeah, man. Think about this for a second. You are a new company. You uh, anybody who might be listening, let let's say you are in a new company, or even if a company that's been there for ten years. If you're doing an event, and there is just so many hassles and so many questions, so so much cost and all those things, and even outside of that, you're like, I don't know if anybody's going to show up. I, I remember the very first event. I texted Nikki, "Are there real people at the conference?" Like because you you never know if people are going to show yeah. up. There's so much nervous energy and and thoughts go around. Drift, Hypergrowth has been, this was their second event, and they had about 2,500 people or so show up at the event. And to think about that, well, why is that? Why did 2,500 people show up on a random day at a random place that they put together an event? Why? And you think about that is because they have built a following. They have built a community that cares about what they have to say and what they're presenting. And just as their second conference, they're, they're able to pull together 2,500 people. And I feel like that is what a, a almost a blueprint for building a category themselves. And that's exactly what they're doing with the community first mindset. Yeah, yeah, I, I completely agree. I think there are so many, I mean, they're, they're, I'm seeing them do a lot more local events now in Boston, these smaller events. And so they're, I think they're they're very proactive with the community that they're trying to build. Their, their podcasts, they're doing it. I, I think, almost daily now. So they're, they're putting out more and more podcast content. They're doing these micro events. They're all over social. I see Dave Gearhart, their VP of marketing on LinkedIn in LinkedIn videos 
all the time. And I think they know that those things are what ultimately map to building trust and to building community and to be able to pull off an event of that size in their, with their second go round was super impressive to me as well. So I love that you brought that up. Another element of the conference, Sangram, that I want to bring up that I, that I thought was interesting and so did you was that they didn't have like breakouts throughout the day. It was a single track event, meaning that all of the talks were basically keynotes. One of those keynotes I thought was was really, really helpful is a guy named Barney Waters. He's the president of K-Swiss. We actually just had him on our podcast, B2B Growth, a few days ago. But Barney talked about this idea of repositioning your brand and how K-Swiss went from competing with Nike and Adidas and trying to, you know, being positioned in similar waters with them and instead going out and finding their own swim lane and focusing on entrepreneurs, which ultimately led them to partnering with Gary V and doing a shoe collaboration with Gary V, really going after entrepreneurs as opposed to going after like athletes or what Adidas is doing with like celebrities and, and I think a lot of rappers and pop culture icons. Uh, K-Swiss said, you know what, we're going to go all in after entrepreneurs and make that the niche that we focus on. I thought it was a phenomenal talk, but can you speak to some of the other benefits that you saw from having a kind of single track event with all keynotes as opposed to breakouts? Absolutely, man. And that's a great example. I think the reason you're able to bring people like Bernie at a conference like this is because you only have five or eight or nine speaking spots that you have to fill. So you're going to be so intentional around who you want to be at this conference. And things can go wrong as with the other speaker, but everybody's engaged. Everybody almost has the same experience. Everybody has a similar take and learnings from it. So it allows you to be very intentional in the type of speakers you get and the type of topics they might cover. And then you try to bring the best of the best. When you do breakouts, I feel like you start kind of building down the overall value. So there are pros and cons to both because when you do breakouts, you can cater to maybe more people, which is what Inbound and HubSpot and even you know, Flip My Funnel does a lot of breakouts. But I feel like there is, I, I really enjoyed one of the nine events we did of Flip My Funnel, the first event we did in Atlanta, James. I really enjoyed the first one because we had a single track and the 400 people and it, so it wasn't as big as 2,500, but the 400 people, I felt like they were all engaged, all excited, all in the same way. And we were able to control and have the same energy level throughout the day. I feel like that's what a single track does. So, so I just felt like it allows us to have a very intentional mindset when you do a single track. Yeah. Yeah. I really liked it. I, it was unique for me. I typically go to conferences where there's lots of different breakouts. And to your point, unfortunately, a lot of those breakouts are not as quality. And so if you, if you get stuck in a bad breakout, it can kind of put a bad taste in your mouth where with, with this uh, approach to their event, they were able to ensure that all with the, with the exception of that one guy that went off the rails a bit that they had to come and apologize for all of their talks were phenomenal. And, and so it really added to uh, just the, the exceptional nature of the event itself. This next piece that we're going to talk about is, is around the location and really kind of the entire experience. You know, they did this conference in Boston. It was right on the water. So it was like a this waterfront kind of outdoor pavilion, which really made the conference feel more like a festival than a conference. And you could just tell that that was very much very intentional choice for them. They, they didn't want this to feel like a normal conference and the way that they had the food vendor set up. I mean, it just felt so much like a music festival. It was ridiculous, but it just was fun. And, and like 
it didn't feel like you were at a stuffy marketing conference. It felt like you were you know, at a music festival. And then when you go out and, and you see the water right there, I mean, it was a beautiful day. They couldn't have controlled that, but right on the water in a, just a really, really cool vibe. Is that, is that a, a same feeling that you had about kind of the location and the experience that they created, Singer? Yeah, man, I, I really loved the fact that when you can turn a conference into an experience, you will have incredible conversations. You will not only learn more, but you will feel great about what you learned, which allows you to go and do something about it. It allows you to stay longer and build more meaningful conversations. I know people stayed longer at this thing, and then they did this boat ride afterward, which again, pulled people together on this amazing venue and location, and then also on the water side. And then people were able to, to really connect with each other and feel happy and you see people laughing. I remember going to some of these IT conferences long in my previous life and man, it, it felt like I just want to get out of this place, right? As quickly as possible. I don't yeah. want to see faces again. And and here you have all these people laughing and smiling and enjoying and tasting new kind of food and, and drink. It, it really created this, as you said, a festival kind of feel. And at the end of the day, we want to feel good about what we do and watch it yeah. make it feel bad. So, so I really enjoy that part. I love it. I love it. All right. The last piece we're going to talk about here, Sangram, is event jacking. And so they did this event right before, or I think maybe it was on partner day of HubSpot's big event called Inbound. Can you speak to this? Is this something that you've, you guys have exper- you know, experimented with? I, I thought it was brilliant, but, yeah. but I'll let you speak to this in more detail. Yeah, man. I feel like you know, if, if you haven't listened to on this podcast, James and I did one podcast a few weeks ago with David Mirman Scott. And he brought up this concept of newsjacking, which is whatever is happening in the news, try to figure out what that is and then immediately attack it. Don't, don't wait another day. Do it at the same time. So, for example, if you have something happening at four o'clock and that's about privacy and let's say your industry and the product that you sell is about privacy, wait for that four o'clock verdict, whatever that might be. Keep your blogs ready for whatever the, the verdict, good or the bad, and then then put it made before p.m., made before a.m. using the idea of newsjacking and timing it could exponentially change the, the brand image that you want to create about your own stuff. So I felt like newsjacking, if you haven't heard that podcast, I would say we would recommend James and I had a great time learning from Scott. And, and I feel like this is what hypergrowth was, was Drift's idea of event jacking. And, and the way I think about it is that doing an event a day before where there are going to be 24,000 people for the inbound conference in Boston, the first day is a partner day that inbound does. So on the same day, they did that. So a lot of people who are traveling, they're like, oh, we'll just travel a day early and then go and attend this conference. Yeah. And now they got the best energy and the excitement because people are not tired at their conference. Like, I think, I don't think they got 2,500 just because they have a great community. I feel like they have a great community and they probably would have had 1,000 or maybe 1,500. They got another 1,000 people because they just totally knew Event Jack and then did the same thing in San Francisco right before Dreamforce. Dreamforce. Yeah. Yeah. I spoke at that conference and man, it was awesome that they have people coming for Dreamforce, 150,000. So they have more people coming at that conference. So in many cases, I felt like they literally played the same game of Mirman Scott who talked about newsjack and now they try to do events jacking. And I feel like it's a really risky, but brilliant idea when worked. Yeah. And, and I think it's so smart. I mean, the, those folks are going to be in that city 
for another conference anyway. Now, it, I would imagine that it was incredibly difficult to pull that off, to, to pull off two large events like that within the span of, I think, two or three weeks yeah. would be incredibly difficult. But they they had great strategy. They've got a great team in place. And, and it ended up working out for them. So I think, I just think it's phenomenal that, that they did that. I think it's super smart. It'll be interesting now to see how many other folks try to, try to start doing that now because they've, you know, they've, they've led the way in that and, and did it this year. So it'll be interesting to see uh, who, who starts following suit and, and starts event jacking other large conferences. But uh, Sanger, this, this has been fantastic. We both obviously learned a ton from hypergrowth. Is there any particular challenge that you have for listeners after hearing this episode today? What's the number one thing that I felt, and I think James and I share, you and I share this dearly, is if you are going to plan your next event, or if you know somebody's planning a next event and you're going to be part of it, please, we urge you to consider turning that event into an experience. Don't call Mm. it an event, call it an experience. And when you call it differently, just like you change from prospects to future customer, if you change from an event to an experience, I think all these ideas of what Inbound does at HubSpot does at Inbound or what Dreamforce tries to do at, at their conference or what Hypergrowth is all about, I think you start creating these new things because you want to create an experience. And, and the funny thing about experience is that you never forget it. You always mm-hmm. remember it and you share it, like exactly what we've been doing, a whole podcast on their conference has nothing to do with us on their conference talking about that. So they created an experience that really encourages us to talk about it. And I think that speaks a lot for what you really want to do for your customers and future customers. I love it. Sangram, this has been fantastic. Thank you so much for your time today. And uh, if you're listening to this and you have not left a review, make sure and leave a review. It helps us get in front of a whole lot more people. We really appreciate it. And thank you so, so much for your attention and for listening to this show. We love you guys a ton. Thanks a lot. You've been listening to the Flip My Funnel podcast. To make sure that you never miss an episode, subscribe to the show in your favorite podcast player. If you have an iPhone, we'd love for you to open the Apple Podcasts app and leave a review. Thank you so much for listening. Until next time.